Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Welcome to the Breakthrough, the podcast that comes to you live every Saturday night from Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing all right, soon, okay? Doing all right. Pretty good. Good evening. Sunshine. A little, a little under the weather, but try to hang in there as much as possible. Employees. Let's I could have more uh, scantily clad women around, respectably clad women. How was y'all working? Uh, it's midday, midway right now, but not so bad. Crazy, it's shit. Mm. How about you, Jay? You managing the shit out of that place? It's uh, it's complicated. I'm gonna take that. Bring those old people on mine. <laughs> I, I've seen uh, Happy Gilmore. I know what you got to do. It's all good. You want to say on camera? Taking care of a nursing home building is a lot, but that is a story for when we're not on camera. Because of HIPAA. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ocean violation. HIPAA violation. The ocean ones are more of an issue than the HIPAA ones at the moment, depending on what you're talking about. But you know what? That's a different topic. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> we could talk about it another day. Speak. We're gonna treat it like New York, and we're gonna don't ask, don't tell. That what? <laughs> what? I meant the army, but I seen the New York out there. Oh my! That's crazy. That that was actually a law they had in place. That's so wild to me. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> and it only got repealed like what ten years ago. Something like that. I feel like it was more recent than that. Yeah. What twenty twenty twelve? I think twenty eleven. It wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. Maybe uh, six. Like twenty. You said like twenty sixteen. Maybe twenty sixteen or something like that. Twenty fifteen. I'm trying to think who was it was president when that happened. But I think I was still living in Connecticut when that happened. No way. It was probably well, during, so. like... If not, then it was 2017 or later. Oh. I don't know. You're confusing Damn, me. I've been there over here way too fucking long. <laughs> anyway. I, they wish uh, Don't Act, Don't Tell applied to your crew. You know what I mean? At the time. Yeah. Or maybe you don't want your crew to tell you anything. Especially in this case. Tonight we're going to start our uh, Halloween uh, three-week special. We're going to do some haunted shit. Uh, the new Candyman movie is out. Did anybody see it? out. No, unfortunately no. Not yet. Not even no. Well, no, I forgot you even streamed that shit. Was, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I'll try to it get came to out it. out in August, I believe. It was so, pretty good, but I don't, and I don't want to put no spoilers out there, but it's not going to appeal to everyone. Of course not. The first one didn't. It was good. He's like a I definition of like a cult classic horror icon. Yes. Can he? Uh, 
I, they kind of mm, can he be a singular horror icon at the at the end of that movie? I'm not sure. But we're we'll talking see. today nice. real Candyman. Dean Coral. There's no ooh, there's no haunted shit about this. It's it's disgusting what happens in this episode here. Uh, before we go real quick, uh, before we move on, I want to just say RIP to the actor that played Candyman. I forgot his name, but I know he died recently. Did he? Uh, I think True. he did. He was uh, Todd is still alive. Yeah, because he's doing Venom in the video game. The new one. Oh, see, then, then maybe, maybe that's Mandela effect. I got to look on that. My bad. I would say, wait, I, I thought he died too, but I thought it was like, I was like, nah, Jason Todd. I was just like, Jason Todd's from New Haven. That's right. I could have sworn the Joker killed him. Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Sorry, <laughs> I'm saying Jason Todd. No, he came We're back. We're still That's funny. Yeah. Uh, wait, I got. We gotta look that. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Tony Todd. <laughs> Tony Todd's from New Haven, Connecticut. That explains his demeanor. Shit. I bet he hung out on the green at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this he used uh, to hang to, yo Tony Todd used to hang out at Colonial Plaza back in the 70s yeah he's alive still oh shit <laughs> alright well I retract that statement hope you uh, continue to live well yeah and, and, and he, he's gonna be in Venom it's like eh that was that was why I, thought, I don't know why I thought he was dead too must be thinking about somebody else yeah, yeah. also Venom 2 sucked it did I didn't oh, even see the first oh, Venom yet God, I still yeah. haven't seen it I love I, I, I love Venom, but Venom's not a com like uh, he's not a comedy act. Oh no, yeah, no, I, I noticed that, to and I didn't like the fact that they try to make it like a another like a buddy cop movie. Oh man, yeah, what the fuck? That's lame as fuck. Yeah. Well, you, it's, I understand why they did that, but I heard just, the the end credit scene was the shit though. That that's all that's there. That's sad. No spoilers for everybody that's listening. <laughs> well, getting back to Candyman, the Candyman we're talking about is not originally from New Haven, Connecticut. Although you would think so because of what he did, but no. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he's from, he was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana, but he lived in Texas for most of mm-hmm. his story here. And again, his name was Dean Coral. Dean Coral. He was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana on December 24th, 1939. He was the first child of Arnold Edwin Coral and Mary Robinson. Coral's parents had frequent arguments and they divorced when he was seven. The same year he was diagnosed with rhythmic fever and had to renounce physical education. The combined effect of, oh, by the way, we're re- reading from Criminal Minds tonight. I inadvertently put the link on the bottom of uh, the chat line here. So if you guys want to follow along, you can follow along. Where was I? Uh, the combined effect of growing up in a broken home with medical difficulties made him a shy boy who rarely socialized. <clears throat> as is usually the case with most of these serial killers we're starting to find. Though he still cared for the well-being and feelings of others, which is rare. In 1950, Coral's parents attempted reconciliation and even married again, but they divorced for a second time three years later. Coral's mother, who had uh, retained custody over Coral and his younger brother Stanley, 
remarried to a traveling clock salesman named Jake West and <laughs> had a third child with him. Jake West is a badass name. What a, what a weak-ass job. <laughs> <laughs> traveling oh, clock. What do you say? A traveling watch salesman? A traveling clock salesman, but it's the third. Not, years, not even a watch, a clock. A hey, now nah, you know that's that's fair. I didn't even think. Of, I, I don't know why I thought this was like in the sixties, but when it was, was a long time ago. Hey, Google, that shit was still new for folks. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're in Indiana. Hey, when was the clock invented? Clock. A long time ago. According to Thacko, the first mechanical clocks were invented in Europe around the start of the 14th century and were the standard timekeeping device until the pendulum clock was invented in 1656. Okay, but when were clocks, like, sold? Because... Hey, okay, I, I see what you're asking. Pro probably not too later. Hey, Google. Yeah. When were clocks small enough to sell? Here are some results from the web. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> that means she doesn't know. One of the most <laughs> famous clock companies in the world is the one of the most famous clock companies is the Waterbury Clock Company, which later became uh, Timex. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't never knew that. Yeah, Waterbury. You didn't know that, dude. You worked on the property where it existed. <laughs> you would see it every day. Yeah, you. I'm pretty sure you drove by the Timex. Fucking, the um, museum, I seen the museum. Yeah, yeah. time capsule. Every I've never yeah, been but inside there. Me neither. I have. It's 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 pretty cool. Who, who could not see that big ass tiki fucking head? But that's, yeah, that's the that, but that's the thing. Like the property that Toys R Us and the mall was built on was the old Scoville and uh, Waterbury Clock Company factories. And then it became a brass making, right? And then yeah, well that was Scoville's. Okay. That was during the gold. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Waterbury was the shit in World War Two. It was. They oh, literally yeah. didn't have gold around the motherfucker. It's kind of retarded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot's changed then, since then. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. It, oh, and then we lost Sea Town too. Yeah. I remember when Sea Town burned down. That was that was sad. Uh -uh. <laughs> I, I never got to go before. <laughs> I used to walk. I used to walk past Sea Town every single day. And I just remember like hearing all it burning down. I was like, "What?" But guys, I'm pretty I sure they said. Uh, memories of only yeah, they, I'm pretty sure they said it was a uh, electrical fire. Now it's been a bunch of dollar stores in the last couple, like, like last five years. I could, I could. A lot of places burned down in Waterbury. On purpose. Yeah. Or accidentally on like purpose. Three or four times. Mm -hmm. Especially the building across the street from Waterbury House. That's a special school right there. That insurance claim is nice. Hey, for all of all of you listening, because we're making an assumption that we got local listeners. I, mean, I don't really think that's the majority of our listening base. We're talking about Waterbury. No, they, got, they got bored of the Waterbury talking like four or five of them too long. Well, they can lick my nutsack and go fuck <laughs> it. How about that? Wait, well, what about, why don't they come tell us about their boring ass bullshit town? What y'all lives in Waterbury, so that's why she's still tuned in. Haters. Yeah, it's, it was only like maybe four minutes too. Five minutes of Waterbury talk. Well, we lost a person a minute. <laughs> Back get to it, man. We don't want them anyway. Yeah, <laughs> people. The family later settled in Vidur, Texas. 
where they opened a candy making business named Pecan Price. While they were in high school, Coral and Stanley ran the candy making machine and packed the product while West sold it. The working hours did not bother Coral, who was noted to be a well-behaved student with satisfactory grades. However, he continued to be regarded as a loner by his peers. Although he would date girls occasionally, following Coral's graduation in the summer of 1958, the family moved to Houston, where they sold most of their products, and they opened their own pecan price shop. Two years later, Coral obeyed his mother's request to return to Indiana and lived with his widowed grandmother, where he dated a local girl at some point. She proposed to him, but he turned it down. Man, that's crazy. Mm. <laughs> what? That's crazy. A woman did that. We said 1958? Yeah, that's probably why he turned it down. Well, no. Well, we'll find out why he turned it down, but that's still pretty embarrassing at, at in those day and age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, considering his childhood and what this mother, he put squirrels in his shoes and went to school and shit. He should be happy. Yes. <laughs> I don't even think I don't even think they're gonna get to that. But thank you for bringing that up. Squirrels in shoes. He did. He, yeah, would, he would fucking torture squirrels and kill them, and he'd either wear them around his neck and walk around town, or he'd stuff them in his fucking shoes and go to school like that's normal. And motherfuckers just didn't all <laughs> that. They did not red flag squirrels in his fucking shoes. My goodness, this should have went to his sad story in his mental asylum, not what it Definitely. went to. But then again, in the thir- the the 30s and those times, mm-hmm. well, it was probably around the 40s and 50s when this happened. But still, uh, you, you're really not looking at that. And there was another thing that I heard, too, that we'll get into when all these murders and stuff start happening. It was pretty... Uh, Pretty amazing to find out that he's actually he can actually be linked to another mass murderer. But we'll get there. The West Robinson marriage began to uh, face difficulties in 1962. Coral returned to Houston to help them, but in '63 uh, the marriage fell apart and they divorced. What is it about her that uh, is driving motherfuckers away? It's, it's that ain't shit pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it's probably both with those two. She was probably fucking crazy. Yeah, he probably was just as crazy or even worse. <laughs> right? It was like if Morticia had two boys instead of a girl and divorced They're both Pugsley. and remarried. <laughs> yeah. Do you really want to be with uh, a woman that has two Pugsleys? She's creepy. They're creepy. No. You want to get away from that. Robinson opened her own candy uh, business and made Coral vice president. The same year, one of Robinson's teenage male employees complained about Coral making sexual advances mm. towards him. But she simply fired the boy. So he's he's grabbing somebody's dick and she's firing the kid so he doesn't uh. tell everybody that he's gay. <laughs> Yeah. She denied it a lot, a whole fucking lot. Oh yeah, for, for years, even after she more than married. denied it. <laughs> she did. She did. She was a uh, how you say uh, an enabler. 
Where was I? They fired the kid. No, exploring his experiences in life. He's going to settle down soon. Ah, there we go. Uh, a year later, Coral was drafted into the U.S. Army and was assigned to Fort Polk, Louisiana, for a 10-month training uh, regiment. There, Coral realized that he was homosexual, and he had his first sexual relationship. <laughs> See, wasn't we just talking about the don't ask, don't tell? Hey, yeah, yeah it's funny. It's funny that he didn't get put forced into the Navy, but Army's pretty gay too. <laughs> <laughs> Life is just so confusing. Oh, look at these dudes. Life is better now. Yeah, Don't Ask, Don't Tell got repealed in 2011. So <laughs> we were alive for that. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to each their own. After being honorably discharged, he returned to work in his mother's company, <laughs> and he made advances towards male <laughs> employees. Well, they see, a lot of people are leaving out that he didn't just get on, uh, honorably discharged. His mother wrote a letter to the U.S. Army stating hardship that her business would fall without him and she needed his help to keep it afloat. So with a written letter from his mother, he got out of the Army. That, that, uh, that makes yeah, sense for that, that time. Don't dare. Don't dare. Like you wouldn't be able to pull that today, but back then it was like, yeah, you're, you know, a family's gonna be ruined, so you could go back and work. Mm -hmm. We're not taking the first son, yeah, or the only son. Yeah, she had another kid. So how how that happened? I I don't know. Was he young? No, he younger. Wasn't young. I think who his brother? Yeah, was was it a little brother? I'm pretty yeah. sure it was right. Yeah, I think so. But he wasn't that much younger than him. It doesn't say here. I gotta start writing some of this shit down. Mm -hmm. Take better notes. <laughs> yeah, take better notes. I usually just take mental notes, but today my mental is like shot. Oh yeah. Always shot. Whatever. 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 I feel attacked. Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I sense a trigger moment coming on. In 1967, Coral met 12-year-old David Owen Brooks, and the two became close friends. They would go on trips together, and Brooks uh, admired Coral to the point of considering him a substitute father. However, the relationship took a darker turn in 1969 when Coral paid Brooks to perform oral sex on him. See? Hey, now, now hold on. There's no 69 going on, and let me let me specify this real quick, all right? Because it just says he paid him to perform oral sex on him. Now let me tell you that Dean didn't pay the kid for the kid to suck Dean's dick. The kid was paid to get his dick sucked by Dean. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. He was, yeah. he was pretty sure of his uh sexual. Or you think? Yeah. <laughs> Wet noodle. And it was younger boys. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I oh. guess by today's standards, people would argue if his sexual orientation was actually gay or pedophilic. However, however, 
Calm us, us normal people don't see pedophilia as a sexual orientation, no, nor, nor do we uh, say that he's a pedophile straight out. All right, he's a gay pedophile. <clears throat> simple fact that he still had relations with a gay man for the first time in the army. Yeah, which had to be his age. Couldn't have been a minor. So, getting back, what did the uh, Houston murders started taking place? But before that, after he started paying him for oral sex, the uh, candy company failed. And Coral got another job testing electric relay systems at the Houston uh, Lighting and Power Company. When, when, these can, when this candy hmm. company was uh, up and running, it was across the street from the school. Oh, how nice. So he would have he would give free samples to the kids all the time. That's, oh, is, that, is that where that? Oh, I mean, yeah. that's just good business sense, isn't it? That's where. Was he giving out free about. strawberry tips? He was the original free candy van. Yeah. Obviously, he was giving out blowjobs. Like, no, he was giving yeah. out candy. He was giving out candy. Yeah, he was the first. He was the free free. He, he was the first free candy van. He was the Willy Whacker. Oh, he was the first surprise in the Cracker Jacks box. <laughs> Don't get stuck up on the Laffy Taffy's now. You're the only one laughing. I'm just saying. Uh, it's always a pink Laffy Taffy. Right? David Brooks. No, there's a mystery flavor, though. <laughs> David Brooks got to be one of the only men in history that get David paid to get head. What? Like, you, you, you are a straight-up whore. If you pan somebody else to give them a hit, you know what I mean? Like you are, yeah. Some, you, are, so you are super so slut. Oh, shit. <laughs> he, that that he, he was promoting that Glock Glock five thousand back in the day. With the, with that's the that there? that's that whore off shit from South Park right there. Let me <laughs> let me drink the milk through your straw. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's drinking milk through a straw. No, that's that's trying to drink a fucking. Uh, that was a wacky straw. <laughs> Crazy straw. <laughs> That's where you got the idea right? from. Some of you guys got toilet paper rolls. Like wacky straw. Wacky. If you got a wacky straw dip, there's something wrong. You got to go to the doctor. Word. Especially the, the, the ones that got candy tips on them. Nick. Wacky you got to yeah. question if you just put in that fucking high fructose corn syrup on fucking Dean Brooks' knob before he you know, went down. Mm-hmm. Hey, he used some fun dip on the tip. No, we don't. <laughs> we, we actually don't. <laughs> wow. It's the color changing one so that way no one can ever find out. Whoa. Nigga, what's on your lips? It's fucking fun dip. Yo, chill. Yeah, fun dip. That's what they call it. Really... That's what they called it back then. Now they just okay. call it dick. Well, you know, friends, <laughs> friends always no, come back cock. out. It's cock. Yeah. It's cock. You're not classy if you use the D word. They cack. Well, I uh, you can you can come and see that shirt pretty soon. Dean Coral's fun dip. Um, <laughs> Coral's fun dip. It would be mad funny. Mad anonymous pedophiles buy them too. It's actually, it's actually not funny at all. No, it's not. not. Don't do that. If you're a pedophile, I hope you die, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) 
Don't buy our shirts. Not punches. Support, just, just walk into oncoming traffic. This though. is hey, look, we're gonna be put in the class uh, cat, category of hate speech. We keep that up, so we should probably stop. Don't even care. Don't even walk in I do hate. I don't know. Like, don't even walk in. We already. I say, don't even walk into traffic because you might fuck someone else's life up. Right. Just like, find a nice <laughs> high rise and just car. jump off. Right? Yeah. Or find, find yourself a free cinder there. block and a lake. Figure out the rest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Get some cement shoes. Go for a swim. Call us later. Right? Well, just, just think about, think about oh, Tony and Little Italy, you know, and come to 100. <laughs> <laughs> Cole's first known murder victim was Jeffrey Coleman, a student at the University of Texas yep. in Austin, who he abducted while hitchhiking on September 25th, 1970. Conan's body was later buried in High Island Beach. <clears throat> At the time of Conan's murder, Brooks interpreted Coral in uh in the Brooks interrupted <laughs> Coral in the. Yeah, I thought you actually farted. That was a fart. loud one. My man tooted if, over there. If you go back into the archives, I'm pretty sure you can hear one or two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Back when you had your your shit bucket under there? No, there's no shit bucket. That's a weird way to call it, but whatever, you know, the bucket. Well, you know, in some clubs and some bars, buckets of fun inside the urinal. Uh, Brooks interrupted Coral in the act of raping two teenage boys, whom he strapped to a torture board. Coral promised Brooks in the car in return for his silence. And he accepted the offer. What? What did he promise him? Probably Turkish delights. More fun. It definitely was candy. Clearly, probably a candy. More fun. Special edition blow pop. Yeah, more money to see how it takes to get to the center. He's going to introduce him to his new line of rocket pops. at around this time, he was ensuring him so that he wasn't up. killing these boys. And by the way, that torture board, let me see if I can pull it up. It was like a fucking... It still exists. Yeah, but Dean Coral's torture board, I meant. Is it the one where he just spun him around, just kept throwing <clears> daggers <throat> and caught him at the sweet spot? Working on his no. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> that's, we call that the whirly gig, and that's actually a fun a activity butt, with consenting place. adults. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, this is fun. You're not gonna cut me, are you? If you go to the right axe throwing uh, club, you can actually do that, but you have to go to the right one. There is no right one, and they only it's pull the ones that they can get cut. I actually want to go to one. I found one recently. Like, there's definitely some on the West Coast. Definitely Pacific Northwest kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that torture board. That's yeah. That's that should look like something you take. Does it have dimensions? Look at that shit. That's something. That's a dress. That that's a dresser from fucking Walmart. That's like a straight up default that's piece that's of That's the top shelf in Costco. <laughs> he said, "Oh, that's <laughs> a board. A piece of plywood." It looked like he fucked the three holes in, in the board just to get it there. He robbed about two cops to get those handcuffs back in the day. He was definitely he fucking some holes, but it wasn't the board. Mm-mm. Gross. That's, that's disgusting, Jay. 
I'm going to keep reading these deaths, but I want to let you know that a, there's a lot of a lot of different things that I heard. All right. Some people said he did it while they were alive, but most of the time I heard he would Dean would kill them first and then rape their bodies after. Yeah. Oh, so oh, he's he's necrophiliac. Necrophiliac. necrophiliac? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Weird motherfucker. Well, maybe it's because they wasn't fighting back. You know what I mean? And it was said that the ones he liked, he would let live longer. Before Obviously. he fucked them to death. Yeah, before he, well, before he killed them to fuck them. Unless he fucked them while they were alive and then fucked them more while they were dead. But So he's like that know. South Park character, Mr. Garrison, right? <laughs> yeah, Garrison is fucked up, but he's not a pedophile. Mr. Han, like that's one of the like the only line I think he has. <laughs> that's fair. We don't know that. They haven't written it in the script yet. He, yeah, like, like it could happen. Like a true sugar daddy who pays to give you head. He uh, he Mr. Slide. a car, a car. That's what it was. Just cry. Mr. Slave. Coral promised to use a car in return for his silence, and he accepted the offer. Shortly after murdering the boys, Coral brought Brooks a green uh, Chevrolet Corvette. So he got a mm-hmm. Corvette, he gets paid, and he gets head. Mm-hmm. What Dave Chappelle say? He's like a good house guest. In this case, in this case, Dean Coral's a good host. Yeah, yeah. Until he until he decides that you're the type and he wants uh. to rape you and kill you. But he made you see was Neverland Ranch. He, he was just getting his Woody Allen on right there. Kinda. He he did his his Harvey Weinstein moments. It's like, hey, nice to meet you. I like you. You ready to die yet? I plan to fuck your dead body. Pretty much. Pretty much. But it's weird. You, hey, and you know what's funny, too? Uh, I read something a while back that the mind of certain serial killers, before they kill their victims, sometimes they tell their victims who they really are or what they do before killing them, which I find is a little bit mm-hmm. more horrendous. You know what I mean? A like, hey, you know what I'm going to do to you before I kill you? And I'm going to go do it again? And you're never going to find out. Or your family or friends, and bam, they kill you. But it's a fucked up way that you know they do shit like that to kind of like make you remember them as you go to the beyond. Well, here's a yeah. little serial killer gem for you guys. They found out who the Zodiac killer was. Bullshit. Supposedly. Nah, it's, well, no, it's, no, it's, they just blame the speculation. First hey, listen, listen, if that's actually what's his name, Gary, whatever, fucking Greg. This is it's it's a distraction from a whole bunch of more important shit going on in society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fucking he's probably a, a person of power, like a senator or somebody in Congress, politician. They're like, "Fuck, it was him." Yo, chill, we gotta wrap this. Zodiac was next. Just blaming on somebody. Quick fun fact: My dad met the Zodiac, and he also interviewed Richard Ramirez for a job. Wait, nice. wait, 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 wait. Richard Ramirez part, okay. <laughs> he, you said he met the Zodiac. So when my dad was a kid, the Zodiac was prowling around Sacramento, Sacramento in the neighborhood that my, my dad lived in. And he was yeah. out and about. And one day he came across a man who offered him candy. 
and asked him to come along. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he went and told my grandmother. It was like, I think I like I met him out there. And she was like, boy, go back outside. You meet no man or whatever. Just go back outside and play. And, but the timing is correct that it could have been him. They said it looked like the descriptions of him. It looked like the man. But he didn't go with him. Mm. And then later on in life, he interviewed Richard Ramirez for a job. Wait, wait, wait. He, like, your dad was the boss and Richard Ramirez applied for a job? I don't know if he was, like, the head boss, but he was at least a hiring manager. Yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, in charge yeah. of hiring. HR. Yeah. yeah, he was at least that hand part of what was going on in the interview. That's wild. <laughs> the hand yeah. part? I mean, handyman going around right now. Richard Ramirez could be a pretty common name. It was the, my, <laughs> I don't know. I think the pentagram on the hand gave it away. It wasn't it wasn't actually Richard Ramirez. This is a lot of Ramirez in California, dog. I don't know why all of a sudden you feel like you need to doubt my dad's experience. I'm not but. I'm not thankful. Oh, I know you're not, I'm not I'm doubting doubting over here munching and crunching. It could put any Richard Ramirez. He's like, oh, wrong Mexican. <laughs> I believe you brought those people. I can assure you, I did not play the chicken <laughs> game before I did this. That's funny. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I could believe that. Nine. It's a small world. Indeed, that's crazy. The world's getting smaller by the year. True. Mm-hmm. Or flatter, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, that, <laughs> that too. <laughs> Or more hollow or spheroid, or there's a giant planet that's actually in the atmosphere right now, but we can't tell because it's so big. Anyway, we're getting off topic. What, who are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean Coral. Walker. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the time, we were at uh, where Coral offered Brooks $200 for any boy he could lure to his apartment. Mm-hmm. That's that's um, a lot of money back then, too. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when homeboy was investing. We'll let you see that his next accomplice was getting fifteen hundred a boy. Jeez. I mean, at least That's Dean was like, if money. I'm gonna pay them to do nefarious shit, I have to pay them well. He understood he's an that. Electrician after that, so he's making good money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is human <laughs> trafficking at its finest. Yeah, right. I don't say it like that, but you, but you know what I mean. No, it's definitely. No, I, know, I know what you're saying. On December thirteenth, Brooks lured two boys away from a religious rally. And Coral raped and killed them. On January 30th, 1971, Coral and Brooks encountered two boys walking home. The boys were lured to Coral's van and driven to his apartment, where they were raped and killed. Their bodies were then buried in a boat shed he owned. You know, that boat shed he didn't own, he rented. And in that boat shed, he was digging a trench. Mm. So the, the one that was like within a mile of his home and on that because i was listening to that podcast you were talking about and i think they're talking about like just the hokey dude getting paid five dollars an hour just not giving a shit that he's coming with shovels just like yeah no i just yeah. i gotta make it deeper i gotta make it deeper man don't worry about what i'm doing it for just and they said, this is my project <laughs> they said sometimes he would be in there for an hour or two other times he would be in there for the whole day just <laughs> Just coming up with new fucking ways to use that trench. Hold out here. Mm-hmm. Hey, you yo, boys like candy and dark places? Go follow me, bro. What's your name? It doesn't matter. Let's go play laser like tag. Let's go play these attack in the woods. 
the, the winner never gets home. I mean, uh, you, ooh, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a laser that was tagging him. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure there was fun dip involved. That would have been far more enjoyable, I think. Dean Cole no. fun, fun dip. Get yours today. No, a laser. <laughs> <laughs> Hard laser, so we got hard lasers, so maybe not. Anyway, between March and May, Coral abducted and killed three more victims with Brooks' help. On August 17th, Coral and Brooks encountered an acquaintance of Brooks named Ruben Hanley. Walking home from a movie theater, Coral subsequently took Hanley to his home and strangled him to death. In the winter of 1971, Brooks lured Elmer Wayne Hen- uh, Henley, which is his next accomplice. Uh, well, Henley, right? As a new victim. Mm-hmm. For reasons unknown, Coral spared him, offered Henley the same fee of $200 for any boy he could lure to Coral's apartment. Which is crazy, because like I told you, I heard it was $1,500, not $200. Well, $200 could be the equivalent of $1,500 now. Or it could have been uh, a total of $1,500 that they made from all the boys that they lured to death. That comes off at an odd uh, odd number, so he must have brought in a midget and only got half price. You got a five foot discount? Mm-hmm. Are you good at hiding in small places and snatching people your size? But you can only do it. Yeah. Things. Yeah, I can do that. You can't trust a man with candy unless there's a midget around. What? <laughs> what? That needs to be a t shirt now. <laughs> I want a candy that plus rule. midget equals Candy plus midget equals I can trust you. No. <laughs> We don't condone any uh, belittling of little people here. Who's belittling? It's called being included. You see little people, you generally get happy. You can't be mad at a little person. No, you you genuinely generally get happy. You get happy because that's the type of porn that you like. See, now now you're kind of bringing it down. Like, we were kind of on the level. You talking about um, uh, little people porn. Uh, what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's okay to stand up while everyone else is on their hands and knees. It's okay. Everybody's going to get that glory hole. <laughs> this right here is okay. where I told you we were People need get a step stool for that hole. <laughs> what? A step stool for that toad stool? I'm sorry. What happened with uh, being paid to lower boys yeah. to their debts again? Yeah, out of pocket. <laughs> what you mean? I don't remember. Where yeah, I this was is now. a serious subject matter. Oh, very. Oh, oh. You were up to the part where, for reasons unknown, Coral spared him, offered Henley the same fee of two hundred dollars for any boy he could lower to Coral's apartment, and then some. With his now, slave this, delivery. This is where I told you. That he it could very well be connected to another mass murderer, and actually, this was the only mass murder in history, mass murderer in history, to um, 
and I mean serial killer, not mass murderer, because I believe they're two different things. But yes, John Wayne Gacy, which seemingly he did the same shit. He killed and raped boys in his house and buried them in the basement. And the call accomplices. Yeah, there's there's speculation that John Wayne had some accomplices, but this this slavery ring that he's talking about is a a boy sex slavery ring. And there's a documentary right now on Discovery Plus that I didn't get to finish before we did this episode. It's called a lot more than just that documentary. The Clown and the Candyman. Plus. Hmm. Where they think that they're connected to the same ring. It's probably all just one ring, to be frankly honest. Because how many people do you really think are really into that shit? It's not like it's just a growing fucking market. Well, I, hope, I hope that God. I mean, but again, refer, refer to early in the podcast about how I feel about that shit. Yeah, but you know what? There's a lot of weird people out there, and for the right price, they consider to have the right scheme. Well, and for it, the right mm-hmm. price, honestly, you could do anything nowadays. Well, you know what? For free, they can get these hands. So, no, uh, Ted DeBiase said every man has its price. It's true. For free, for free, you can check us out every Saturdays, but you know that's not enough. Yeah. Right. But it's like you guys want to pay for this. I don't understand. You check it out for free now. Well, that's. Yeah. Pretty soon, you can pay to get some extra content. Mm-hmm. However, Pretty soon, like it's going to be like, uh, soon we're going to be with shit with our life. Cooking with like, Jasmine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bugging out with Jasmine. On no, I don't drink fucking water tall and stop fucking talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Right. I'm going to head off. All right, brother. I hope your headache feels better. Yeah. Uh, yes. Nothing like some lights would uh, fix. Uh, no, no. no drink, drink some water. That might help. Nothing a little honey <laughs> can't help with. So I'm gonna take I a shot for you, bro. All right, you too. Yeah. Brother. Well, you know what, Jasmine? That's actually a, a thing. Okay. <laughs> Being dehydrated. Salud, brother. I'll call you tomorrow, bro. Headache, Good night. So. So, I, I will. Good night, Mike. Good night. Good night. Mike. All right, so. I drink another can of soda, or I drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I, I apologize. I have a new update. I I caught the Rona, and it was two for five fifty. He's about to go back on time. In other news, you just put our time out last week. Mm-hmm. Say what? Yeah. Hanley ignored uh, Coral's offer for several months, but he finally accepted it in early 1972 when Hensley's family were in dire financial circumstances. So he needed money for his family, so he started selling his friends to Dean Coral. That's fucked up. We're not friends anymore, but you know, I got a job for you. You may not make it back. (laughs) <laughs> no, it was more like you know. Let's go to Dean's house. Let's go party. Let's go drink and have fun. Let's 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 relax from this hard work day as children and shit. Right? Fucking. Okay. But what let me Thursday would it be without fun dip? Let me also mention that the area <laughs> was deemed the Heights, I believe, where they lived. 
And the, the, the boys that lived there would come in and out. Most of them would go west looking for better jobs. So he was killing these boys. And the reason why there was never any investigating, one, was because the cops force there was so small, they didn't investigate murders. Yeah, they had misdemeanor murders as a title. Right? Misdemeanor. They said that they would spend like maybe an hour on a murder and then just fucking (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) Like, I can't believe that. That's not like super troopers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Do my job for forty minutes. It's like all right, also, enough. also because he looked how he was, and people just assumed him to be at least on par as a citizen. They just didn't suspect that he was doing anything because it's back crazy. then. Oh, fuck. Of course, I guess I don't have a point. <laughs> That's been a trope forever. People always look at somebody and say, "Oh, I would never expect him to be that." Oh yeah, right. Because like, they, yeah, those like, are the people you should expect. Exactly. Expect like they they focus their life on a certain lifestyle that would fit the mold. Why wouldn't you think they're up to some shit? Especially yeah. if you went to the army, you know, honorably discharged, or was he yeah, honorably we, discharging we on people? We we <laughs> we established <laughs> that the mother's boy got a pass because he got a note from his mother. That's some pussy shit. You really gonna send a letter like I need him to come home? No more of this. I need him. And the, and just the business still goes out anyway. And the business still failed. Exactly. The fuck, I man. I'm like, man, and you suck at life. Whatever so was your son. Hey, it happened. He became he became the you know the wrong side I'm of Marshall. what he wants. On March 24th, 1972, the trio encountered an acquaintance of Henley's, Frank Aguirre. When he was leaving a restaurant, they convinced Aguirre to come to Coral's apartment uh, with the promise of drinking beer and smoking marijuana. There, Coral pushed him. He would definitely. Light up, I'm going. It's a party now. Miguel would have been one of his victims. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up! I'm smarter than that. I was like, "Yeah, where's it? It's too dark in here. What the fuck y'all doing? We, we, you know, let me go to the store real quick." Oh, shit. You a lying ass motherfucker! You were like, "Oh shit! You got a bed in there?" Jason, what are you doing here? He's like, "I've been here, homie." He the DJ and everything. He got the headphones no bumping, no music. That's some chicken wings. Nah. Okay, yeah, it's, it's a wrap. Chicken wings and fun dip next to him. I mean, wings just go good with liquor. Yeah, Chris said <clears throat> there, Coral pushed him onto a table and handcuffed him. The board that we see. When he saw it, Hanley attempted to persuade yes. Coral to not hurt Aguirre. Instead, he killed him. Then revealed that there were no human slavery ring and that he had also raped and murdered the previous boy that Hanley had lured for him. Hanley then followed Coral's instructions and buried Aguirre's body in High Island Beach. However, according to Brooks, Hanley was a sadistic individual who enjoyed murdering boys on his own. Oh, shit. The murder spree continued until August 7th, 1973. Uh, let, let's... let's Pause here for a second. Now, this spree 
lasted years. Mm. It's always the ones that seem. Yeah, we read that while you was reading. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I did not see that. Seem really fucked up murdering people and some more shit. Yes. Yes, yeah, you're right, Yvette, and, and it's still going on. There are motherfuckers out there that try to make sure they fit that mold so they can continue doing that shit under the radar. And then when you find out who it is, you get motherfuckers, you know, like like the ones we know now. Like, you wouldn't think it was him. He's either attractive or smart or he's got oh, something he good. The, the whole trope for him was that he loves the kids. It was, it's not Dean. He's more of a father figure to them. No, he loves right? He loves the gap. Mind loves, you, you just found out about the bodies, or you know the. He loves the, the to take kids' money to suck their dicks. That's what he loves. I, I kind of forgot what we were talking about. That was a wild moment to come back to. Oh, bro, man, he, bro, man, paying young people so he can suck their dick. Hey, that's what was happening. It's not like I made it up. You know what I mean? I wish a woman paid me to do it for that, man. But I don't know how to do that. See, the dean isn't a woman, so. <laughs> Just make sure whatever you pay them for, it's not a meat stick. No, no, no. I don't want to pay. I want someone to pay me for them to blow me. Like, that's what I'd like. like oh, I want to do oh, nothing. I want to do nothing but win. Have you, have you visited 42nd Street downtown New York City? It may have moved to no. 28th. I'm just saying. No, I have not. You might have to show me one day. I can't show you nothing, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. All right <laughs> So now, all right, then. You live in Cali, bro. There's plenty of corners. Somebody needs something. I, I live in the needs. Central Coast. I don't live in LA or like in any, any metropolises. It's pretty. Doesn't matter where you are. It's like wine country. I live in wine country and farmland, essentially, on the beach. Hey, there's and I promise out there. you, those neighbors will pay for some weird shit. Yes, they will. That's probably, that you're probably in a much weirder place than you think. I, I don't doubt it, but the problem is getting into that social space. I don't know how to get in there. I got to figure it out. I know. I, I can tell you how. me pour this 1930 Chateau Le on your eyes <laughs> while I eat it. Like we be tipping cows. Perfect example. But we don't push them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one thing they didn't mention through this whole time. Dean had a girlfriend. Got to keep the yeah, 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 five beard, years huh? he was with her. <laughs> a beard. And she said she would frequently make surprise visits to his house. I've never seen anything sexually explicit happening with those boys. She thought it was a surprise. She thought it was a surprise. He knew. Mm -hmm. it was, she was his beard, and she didn't even know. He knew she was coming. She was the living alibi. Yeah, pretty right. much. Especially back then, because back then it was a real... Back Doing a little bit of research for this, I found that there was a stigma to gay men around that time, that they were all majority Pedophile. trying to yeah pretty much trying to get the young boys you know what i mean trying I mean, to that, warp that, their that minds that was still there for a yeah legitimate reason still, it definitely still exists yeah but it's not all of them of course you not you all. no i know this one person who that happened to he he was a friend of mine back in the day when we and you know up. the you know the uh, the fitness dude Sean T he made an Instagram yeah. post the other day about how he was he's was molested since he was um when he was nine by his stepfather. And wow. Like he just came out and told that. And it's in I don't know if you've ever seen those DVDs of his workout his DVDs and shit, but 
Insanity and all that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. That's that's what it's called. Yo, it's you got a funny. Bucket. I just found out I have insanity, so it's funny that insanity you say that. Insanity is <laughs> It is actually kind of legit. That would get you right if you did that insanity DVD. I need to do that again. I have it. Actually, right. You talking about that workout DVD shit? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but you don't need any like weights or anything. It's just like all body weight and shit. Yeah. That's, what DVD, that's what DVD is. That's what DVD is. Cardio. Yeah. That's what I used to do that at this place better. called uh, Fit, Fit Body Boot Camp. I forgot what it was called, but what every happened? day it was always it, it was always body in a boot camp or make it fit. What you mean, nigga? I, I lost like forty pounds because of that shit. Fuck you, heard? You just mad because you ain't yeah. Doing that. yeah fucker yeah, yeah. fucker <laughs> Pinky Caron Martin fucking fun. All right, so why don't you go ahead and keep telling the fucking story, huh? All right, read more about the fucking these fucking story. killers. Before I get really angry, huh? You know, not for nothing, you look like if you got mad, you could be one of these people that we're talking about. Just saying. Jesus. You got you got the beard, you got the haircut for it, and the headphones. That's, so that's what? Who, who does he look like he could be? Whoa. <laughs> Had to catch that from left field. That shit came quick. Does he look like uh this is bad? That was bad. I'm not even, I'm not even gonna add to that. Gacy. He doesn't look like Gacy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we already got a Bundy, so we know we can't we can't fit that mode over anymore. <laughs> be original, bitch. Just get yourself a kitchen knife and be original. You can need to get in line behind the other billion people on this planet that haven't called me fucking Ted Bundy. If you want to I, do that, I would, I would legitimately have changed my last name already if I was you. I would have been like, nah, why I would I do I that? I don't want to roll no, see, that last name no more. See, it's actually worse because Bundy is also supposed to be one of the 13 ruling families of, yes. of the planet. So I actually would prefer if people were like, are you like an evil elitist? It's like if you keep saying it, maybe they'll wonder and I'll go up in status. Uh, I was I mean, just talking about popular. that before we started. What's more huh? popular, what? 13 families or Ted Bundy, one of the most notable serial killers in American history? Definitely Ted Bundy. They just exactly. made a movie about it. Exactly. Yeah, but the other the I'm, other I thing is not, worst it's not known. You know what I mean? It's not a big known uh, thing. The thirteen families. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. No, it's that's not. something only a Bundy can tell us, right, Mister Bundy? <laughs> that's something we should do an episode about in the future. <laughs> yeah. There's only like three or four families that really matter. So, but yeah, that would definitely be a pretty good idea. Like they yeah, all. But why matter, do they but matter? There's only four that's matter? like a bigger deal. <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna make a bad joke. <laughs> Your face looked like you had a bad joke in mind. You're like, hey, you know, it was. I wanted to joke. say it so bad, made Your my face, tongue tingle. Your face, however, looks like a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another one. It's cut there real quick <laughs> from the right side. The murder spree continued until August 7th, 1973. Hanley, now age 17, invited Timothy Curley to attend a party at Coral's house. Curley accepted the offer, but as they were heading there, they was joined by Rhonda Williams. Oh my God! You mean he did the normal the Rhonda Williams? girl with him? A real one? Like with a vagina? 
Yeah, and tit bags and everything. She got a vagina? That's crazy. He did the normal thing. Hey, you want to go to a party? Yeah, let me bring my homegirl with me. Oh, that's a red flag. Bring my homegirl with me. Bring a beach to a sand? Come on. You know, growing up, the dude that brought some girl. If a, if you came with a girl that when you were invited, that's a plus. Because either you're going to stay with that one. Well, that's almost like admission fee, I thought. <laughs> Sometimes, not all the time. Most of the time, it was liquor. It was one or the other. <laughs> you had to bring something to the barbie besides your ass. Shout out to Suave and all my 50 heads when we was doing Club 50 down there. I don't know what that means. It sounds illegal. It, it was. <laughs> I'm a good Christian boy. I've never done anything like that. So. You're a fucking lie. Um, if you were a good Christian boy, you wouldn't be on this damn show. Excuse me. That's not, that's Excuse me. Somebody, somebody upstairs is calling. Excuse me. <laughs> Typical Tyler. Typical Tyler. <laughs> um, a friend of Curly's, Rhonda Williams. All right. Yes. William's father was drunk and he attacked her that evening. So she decided to wait outside until he sobered up. Hanley took pity of Williams and invited her to Coral's home. Coral, oh, he so he was Captain Saberho that night. Mm-hmm. It might have saved his life. Coral was initially fear. That's the first time you could probably say that. Mm-hmm. Being Captain Saberho saved a life. <laughs> uh, where was I? Sure. Coral, uh, Coral was initially furious about Handley bringing a girl to his house but later calmed down after Hanley told him about William's father and how she could not return home. And he offered the trio beer and marijuana. They drank and smoked while Cora watched and waited for them to pass out. Hansley awoke to find herself gagged while Coral snapped handcuffs onto his wrists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the still unconscious Williams and Curly were strapped next to him in the same manner. Noticing that Hansley was awake, Cora removed the gag and said that he was going to kill them. Everybody Where'd everybody go? Did the candy man get y'all? Don't eat his candy. It's laced with sweet shit. Don't worry. At the end of this, we're going to all say it in the mirror. <laughs> no, I'm still no. here. That, that, I, no. that doesn't even matter anymore. He's like, he's, he's washed up. Well, you got to say, you gotta say <laughs> You gotta say Dean Coral in the mirror five times, and then he'll touch your booty hole. No. Or he'll pay you. For <laughs> touch your what? Touch your booty hole. And he'll pay you for Palacio. Where was I? Sounds like a bad Harry Potter from the Candyman. No, they were strapped to the the fucking torture board. Take it to Succotus. Coral, weren't you recording it, Jason? Wasn't I? No, you were recording, motherfucker. Nah, nigga, I didn't go to that party. I took, a detour. I took a detour to gun hill, you no, bastard. No, bullshit. You would have gotten that van. If he's offering you the Ronas and the weed, you're nigga. getting in that van. This sounds like some skull and bones type of recording blackmail shit y'all did. I don't know. Van, mm-hmm. you're recording I don't want to know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> the bang bus, early days. That's disgusting. Oh, is that what you call it? 
<laughs> it's funny you know all about that, but you want to talk about I'll get in the van. Nigga, you're the one driving the van. <laughs> I'm only telling like, the story. You me you a me. I'll drive. I'll drive these boys. I'm the me. storyteller. I'm telling the story you told me. Yeah. The story of the I first ain't telling no stories, man. Hanley then proposed to Coral that he would participate in the torture and murder of Curly and Williams if Coral released him, to which he agreed like a fucking dick. The two dragged Curly and Williams to Coral's bedroom and strapped them to the board. Coral handed Hanley a hunting knife and told him to cut Williams' clothes, insisting that he rape and kill Williams entirely by himself. While he was, yeah, because he's not going to touch the icky girl with cooties. Oh, nobody got no comment for that? I was waiting. I, you I was know, honestly, I'm trying to be genuine. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, we just, let, we just let letting that one ride. Didn't think anything of it. Yeah, let it fly over your head like goose flying south. <laughs> it got cooties. <laughs> right, <By> exactly. This, <laughs> by this po- point, both Curly and Williams had awoken. Hanley removed Williams' gag and began to cut her clothes, prompting her to ask, is this for real? Bitch, are you kidding me? You are strapped to a torture board. You are getting your clothes cut off by a fucking hunting knife, and there are two men in the fucking room with you that are going to rape and kill you and your male friend strapped to said same board. Okay, when did this happen? What, What time, what year are we in at this point? The 60s. 70s. 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 So you think a white woman is going to think something terrible is going to happen to her in the 70s? I mean, you've seen that 70s show, yes. Those were, yeah, no, they were, they were, they they were acting out of line. This why is when women were trying to become liberated. terrible could happen to her in the 70s? Huh? Why would a white woman think something terrible couldn't happen to her in the 70s? Because they were still learning that what like, terrible shit could happen. They were letting kids go out and fuck off into the woods for like a day. They weren't worried about danger. So why would a well-to-do person, especially a well-to-do white person, the same think something bad is going to happen to them? The same reason. Like you're not going to assume that's going to happen unless you're living in fear because you already been traumatized. White people weren't traumatized like that yet. Yeah, they are now. Yeah, it's the same Look reason why all the bounty people. hunter and yeah. all of the country are looking for that uh, exactly boyfriend. And nobody gives a fuck about the killer of the the little black kid that came up missing. Nope. I mean, yeah. that's that's par for the course. Or why the Orlando police fumbled and didn't uh, get the Spanish chick's boyfriend over here that he killed and left inside the woods. What was the, uh, the girl's name? Gabby Patino? Yeah, some he's shit trying like to that. say that his parents have a bunker under their garden, and that's where he's at. Smart. Mm. Probably. I would have yeah. put it past him. I bet you Dean Coral wish he had a bunker. He probably did. That's what he was always digging for. He's like, if I just yeah, had a he was digging, bunker, I wouldn't have to dig every day. Dig he was digging body trenches. That's what he was digging. Yeah, and he was doing it angry as fuck. Being like, if I had a bunker, I could just put him in the fucking bunker and get a bunch of barrels. It'd be so much easier if I could just use barrels. No, they do these fucking trenches every goddamn time. Is that something shared? You doing all right in there? You need anything, Mr. Coral? No? Okay. So after Williams really asked, is this for real? 
Hanley said yes, and Williams asked him, are you going to do anything about it? This caused Hanley to question his actions under Coral's orders for the first time. He first asked Coral if he could take Williams to the other room, but he ignored him. Hanley then grabbed Coral's pistol and shouted they, uh, that they had gone too far and they had to stop. So, of course, like I said, when it came to touching the icky girl, they went too far. <laughs> Coral left Curly and yelled at Hanley to kill him. Panicking, Hanley stepped back and Coral uh, advanced and taunted him, saying, you won't do it. You won't. Hanley, you won't do it. I'll pay you good goddamn money for these bars and their booty holes. Nobody told you to bring these cooties into my house, Hanley. It's your fucking fault. And right now, you need to take this woman into the next room and do what you were paid to do. He didn't say all of that. He just said, you won't do it. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a long, direct quote. Word. <laughs> I, did, did you do any writing for, like, these killers? Like, hey, like That's, that's like an on-site witness quote, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> did they pay you $200 to come up with that alibi? I went back coming back with some lunch being like, oh, shit, dropping burgers. Like, I don't know what I got into, but I quit, okay? I quit. <laughs> <laughs> all he paid me to do was get lunch and coffee. I swear that's all I did. I had nothing to do with the murders. <laughs> lunch and coffee. <laughs> coffee and death. Hensley then fired a shot at Coral. Pow. Hitting him in the forehead. But Ooh. the bullet failed to penetrate his skull. What Great. the fuck? Huh? That's that's you, that's, you do know that's like one of the hardest parts of your body. Yeah, but come on, bro. Yeah, it's but and in the okay, second, it's still kind of crazy to get seven. shot in the head and then right. it, it, you it. deflect it. Yeah, <laughs> right? Is he, right Is he fucking Wolverine? Got an adamantium skull and shit? Now he got a regular human skull. It's just... He, he yeah. shot him in the worst place to shoot somebody. He got a down home redneck skull. Oh, he, 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 he probably was an inbred. He probably was inbred, so his his in brain bread. or his head was even bigger. Right. That's why. That's why they were always bickering all the time. They're really brother and sister. His skull was thicker. Hilarious. <laughs> Tragic. That's crazy. I wonder if they did a study on why. He was probably bugging the fuck out that he shot him, and it bounced off his head. Like what the fuck? First of all. <laughs> Coral continued to lurch towards Hansley as Hansley fired two shots. So the motherfucker got shot in his forehead and he's still going towards him. Like, come in, motherfucker, you just shot me? Get over here. Yeah, what kind of gun you shoot him with? Like, that's crazy. Probably a Derringer. That sounds like some Derringer shit. It was an 11. That's what it was. For real? Shot me with an 11. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Pew, <laughs> pew. Fucking water gun, like the yeah. hell? <laughs> Super soaker. <laughs> he, shot him, he shot him in the forehead and he kept walking. He didn't even like fall or, or anything. Oh, That's he, he wasn't even like, oh. He was like, oh. That sounds like the world's <laughs> worst 22 in the world. Gotta Deep be. Coral was just, he was the first, the early <laughs> makings of a Terminator. He was just built different, yo. That's he was built different. That's for damn sure. We established that. Fourteen-year-olds to suck uh, their dicks. Uh, yeah, you're very different. 
Uh, where, where was I? That's one way to put it. He hit him with two more shots, pow, pow, hitting Coral in the left shoulder. So he got hit in the forehead once, shook it off, got hit two more times in the shoulder. Coral spun around and exited the room. So now he's trying to run, right? He hit the wall of the hallway. Hanley followed him and fired three more shots into his back. Bop, bop, bop. He killed him then. Hanley freed Curly and Williams, and they discussed what to do. Hansley just wanted to leave, but Curly convict, uh, convinced him to call the police and explain what happened. Once in custody, Hansley confessed to Brooks and his, uh, of his own involvement in Coral's murders and revealed the locations where the bodies had been buried. The police used unqualified convict labor to dig up the bodies. So you see how in cartoons you... Uh, the chain see, gang. Yeah, and they break in the rocks and shit. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's these still a thing. These motherfuckers were digging the mass grave, bro. Yeah. And it said that they the smell was so fucking strong that everybody in there got sick physically every uh, fucking day. It was disgusting. Oh, shit. Horrendous. Yeah, horrendous. It's a mass fucking... And it was by the water because it was a boatyard. Wow, and it says right, right it's here. Gonna, so yeah, that, that's that's already going to stay. Mm-hmm. How you passed more than twenty five victims in that little trench? Like, it must smell like holy hell. I don't, I don't know about holy hell. This mm, holy smell, hell. So I'm pretty sure it smells like shit. Mm. Probably worse than, worse than shit. Than that. Much worse yeah. than shit. <laughs> shit, you can do it. Shit. Nah. Yeah, okay. something that smells bad is is something else. Yeah. <laughs> I can't deal with shit. You know what? Multiple dead bodies. <laughs> well, you're the only one that has dead things regularly leave you, Jasmine. So it smelled like a dead thing regularly left her earlier. Where she left the bathroom door open to the bedroom, and it was fucking horrendous. It smelled like Dean Coral's killing ground in there. It was it was horrible. It's it was like being coral was killing in there. That's <laughs> that had to be that food you made her last night, bro. What was that? Touche. <laughs> Touche. Once in custody, Hansley confessed to Brooks of his own involvement in Coral's murders and revealed the locations where the bodies have been buried. The police used un- unqualified convict labor to dig up the bodies. And the search was abruptly ended when their body count was surpassed 25. The number of victims attributed to Juan Corona, who was considered the most prolific American serial killer up to that point. As a result, the total number of Coral's victims remains unknown. And some of his uh, attributed 29 victims were known only from spare bones and did not match any retrieved bodies. Okay. Hansley was later uh, indicted for a found body. Uh, a found, a little, a little, excuse me, he was indicted for and found guilty of six murders. Brooks, who attempted to portray himself as a silent partner of Coral and Hansley's, who was not present for any rapes and murders, was uh, indicted for four murders and found guilty for one. 
Both accomplices were sentenced to, to life in prison. Hold up. Hansley was sentenced to, he was found, he was convicted for each of those six murders, and he was given a life sentence of 99 years, one, one 99-year sentence for each of those murders. So he got six consecutive 99-year life sentences. Wow. Damn. He, he really one of lived to half of one of those. He's currently sentences. 65 in jail right now, I believe they said. One 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 of those dudes uh, has refused to talk about it at all. He's yeah, refused but, no information at all to anybody about anything. But um, whereas the other one has said as much as he possibly can to the point that he probably is lying somewhat. But Brooks died in 2020 of um, COVID. Oh shit! He made it to this era. Oh good. Well, that's that's good. The topic tonight, Nicole, was the real Candyman, Dean Coral. He was a man who, with two accomplices, raped and killed 29 uh, male victims, young teenage boys at the time. And it started. It all started when he would lure them to his candy shop, which he was making <clears throat> pralines and shit. And uh, he would pay for uh, giving them head. So he would give them money to give them head. But it was now we can try to get a little bit into this where it was said that a statewide sex ring was happening. I'm mean, not a statewide, a countrywide sex ring was happening. Uh, and this is where um, Gacy may be connected to Dean Coral. And Gacy is the one to break Dean Coral's record of killing. Uh, he had, I think, 38. And I believe he was quoted in saying, I beat Coral. It was a competition between the two. Because yeah. they were they were seemingly in the same um sex They're in the ring. same field of work. No, they were in the same sex ring. So they were and they were even closer moving young boys across the United States just for sex slavery. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta finish watching that documentary, and I'll come back to you guys on all of that. But it was fucking crazy, crazy, despicable. So, what did you guys think of Dean Coral, the Candy Man? I think there could have been more actual candy. There was a shit ton of pralines. <laughs> yes, you know. It's, uh, it's it's crazy though. It, um, not surprising, given where he actually like came up from, and the fact that his parents had like his actual birth parents had like three or four divorces, let alone all the other bullshit. Like his house was home is broken as fuck. His childhood was fucked up as hell, and his community didn't recognize that he was a fucked up kid, and that just let him keep on being a an acceptable fuck up that just learned how to get away doing what he wanted to do because he already knew how to do it. Because people were just like, oh, whatever, you know, that's. He's cool. Just leave him alone. And then when he wasn't cool, they're just like, uh, it's not cool anymore. Uh, he's right? fine. Do you really think, think? Do you think? Do you think as a society we really could do anything about those kids in school or those people who are like, oh, you kill dogs and cats and torture squirrels? Do you think there's any rehab you can have for them? No, no but because of how long no. ago this has happened, there should be by now, and that's just fault. No, no, I mean like even right now, if it was. If, even if it, it, it happens today still, but if yeah, it, no, but there, there, I, I would like to say there is help for them, 
but no one's coming forward to get that help because uh, as, as any counselor or doctor would tell you, you have to tell me what's going on for me to really diagnose your, your issue or know what direction to help you in. But we got sick motherfuckers out there hiding this life, hiding this, you know, the, this double standard of, you know, their life versus death uh, situations. They're not, it's, it's hard to help them because they're going to keep pathologically lying to stay out of the radar of others of like catching those red flags. Like, yo, we need to get this motherfucker locked up. But instead, they're going to play that fine line, sweet talk their way out of it. And then we have these motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Like the first time you would investigate them, you would know a little bit about it. But later on, it's like, who can really do what to help them if they're the ones hiding behind those shadows to commit this life that they're doing? Yeah, I don't so, think there's anything you could do for someone that is that mentally disturbed. Can. I don't well, think if you notice it. somebody, if you know somebody who's mentally disturbed early, you better do something fast. Snatch that mm-hmm. motherfucker up, put him in the program. Don't wait until years later. You'd be like, I should have helped that young man. And now look what he's become, raping young kids. Well, let me play for you guys real quick. Let me play for you guys real quick. Elmer Wayne Henley's phone call he made to his mother um, after he called the police on himself. Mama. 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 I killed these. What are you doing? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Where are you? Um, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Where are you? Wow. I'm out of his warehouse. Where? Out of that warehouse, CK. <laughs> Can I come out, please? Yeah, yes. Okay. Is the park? You can't. No, you can't come. I'm. I'm with the police, Mama. I knew, yo. Before you even played it, I knew that shit was gonna be country as hell, and I knew. <laughs> the first time you said Mama, I knew it was gonna be like Mama. Oh, so, when I was listening to the last podcast on the left thing, they were talking about at least how one of them is a redneck and like grew up in places where he's at. And they were commenting about how out there, not for like torture, like like, stuff that most people would consider to be uh, serial killer shit is actually pretty common because there ain't shit to do. So, yeah, like killing animals passively was something that just happened. And so when you saw people doing wild shit like that movie um, Gummo, it's kind of like that down there. To where what we would consider fucking crazy and absurd is just everyday life to them. Because they were talking about how <clears throat> one of their friends' dads drowned his daughter's cat just fucking because, apparently. Just threw it in a bucket and drowned it. And mm-hmm. it's, he's like, it, it sounds wild to people not from down there, but like people do fucked up shit growing up down there, which is wild. It's not an excuse. But it might be why he was able to get by so long, and people think it's all right, especially with it. I'm sorry, that was redneck country as shit. Mm. It was not, that did not sound smart. Well, what we were saying, uh, Nicole, was that Dean, most of the time to the, the little community he was in, looked more like the father figure to the kids, like the pie piper. He was the candy man. You know what I mean? Right. He, uh, Yes, very sick, Tambi. Very sick. If you would have came in earlier, you probably would have threw up. 
That's how sick he was today. But why don't we take a, a lighthearted role next week? And lighthearted? And, I thought we were going to Halloween. Oh, we're huh. going Halloween, but let's do let's do a versus. We haven't done versus. versus in a while. Yeah. Word. The last versus we did was the uh, Adam Sandler versus Jim Carrey, which was mm-hmm. which I still think was a very good one. Let's it's been that vampires. long. Man. It's been that long. Yeah, it's been that Let's long. Let's do vampires versus werewolves. Oh God, no. nah, that's corny. Was it fucking Twilight? We've heard those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do something that can actually, you know, underworld. Uh, yeah, but we could take it in in multiple directions. We'll rate you know all what? movies. We'll rate the mythical beings themselves, and we'll uh, we'll have fun with it. Hey, to our viewers out there, you got any ideas? Jump on, jump on the show. Throw Definitely. a couple of suggestions out there. Go to the YouTube, I mean, the Facebook page or the Instagram page, and let us know what you guys want to see next week. But don't take too long because you know I got to make those graphics. That's right. Mm-hmm. If you late, then it's fucky. You got Mr. Bundy over here that's going to be keeping an eye on you because, you know, fuck don't up. say it like that after talking about serial killers. Don't be saying it. <laughs> no sympathy for you. You chose not to change your last name. Just saying. I'll put the question up tonight after the show on the Instagram page and the Facebook page. And you guys uh, in the comment box, let us know what you want to see us do next week. What you want to see us uh, talk about for Halloween. We're trying and to do that. I was drawing week. today. Look at that, guys. Isn't that nice? A little palm tree. Is that where the wild that? things are? You know, that, uh, like, like a little mountain ring. Gacy oh, also like had art that he stole from jail. Was that a duck? No, that was that was that was a mountain, in like a desert. And then uh, that's just a big ass palm tree. Yeah, Nicole, you're completely. I I completely agree with her. There's a lot of shit to do in the country other than kill rabbits for the feet for just. Right. I was not. Hey, Nicole, I was not giving excuses. I was just relaying See? what they said is common out there. That's why you don't want to live in those places. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I when I when no. I can see why people say that, but that's that's kind of like making an excuse for white what people are fucked up. And what sounds nice for you? Were you talking about the poll that we'll put up for you guys to tell us what you want to see, or is it the vampires versus werewolves? Put the comments up. Yeah, you're here, so you get a vote. Or how instead of you know the mythical creatures, yo, who, who's your favorite Halloween killer? You know, yeah, I mean, we Myers, Jason. I, I don't, don't like killers because they kill, so I don't have a favorite. <laughs> we could do Jason versus Freddy versus Michael versus Chucky. Well, obviously not Chucky. Chucky's Chucky's a joke. Chucky is a joke. But he has a big kill count. Like, oh, no, he doesn't. Because he has to. He has to. Jason versus. But his kill count is fictitious, though. Oh, oh, old Chucky Freddy versus new Chucky. There's no comparison. Like, oh, never mind. I just shot myself in the foot with that. All these like, other kills are fictitious. The other ones. But I'm saying, like, versus remakes is what you're saying. Yeah. You had to put yeah. your fucking soul in a doll just to kill somebody. You pussy. Classic horror. He really had no choice. But could have could have just went to jail. Shout out oh, to Tommy just, Wiseau for playing died. the killer in that movie. Uh, I thought that was about hilarious. That about the Vampires versus Werewolves? Hey, that's the only vote up here. So I guess that's where we gotta go. 
Tambi, thank you. I'm going to be uh, like biased. You can tell by my name. Like, I, I have an opinion on this already. <laughs> <laughs> Master Wait, Wolf. You oh, okay. Yeah. I see now. <laughs> so obviously, he's going to be a vampire fanatic. Exactly. Vampire movies are much better. So, yeah. I think I'll give you that. Vampire lore. I don't know because to this day, one of the best fucking werewolf movies is American Werewolf in Paris. The Lost Boys. Yes. Every Lost vampire Boys movie is movie. better than that. What? Um, <laughs> that movie fucking sucks, and it has great special <laughs> effects. What movie sucks? The uh, American Werewolf and. Yeah, that movie fucking. Uh, I not. Su- I that didn't sucks, age well. It didn't age well. I'll say that it did not age yeah. well. I wouldn't say I hold, sucks, I, I but it's it definitely up. not the first werewolf movie I'll think of. No, I mean, I will like it is what I think of because as a kid, I didn't know it was a comedy. My dad had it on VHS. All I saw in the back classic. was a picture yeah, of this dude turning into a werewolf and it looked crazy. You've as never fuck. seen the Lost Boy? Wait, what? Who hasn't of seen all the Lost the movies Boys? You've... Now you joke. Oh, oh, you no, seriously, I've never seen, seen Lost Boys. Boys. Wow. Well, of course, I haven't fuck? seen Lost Boys, but that's because I haven't tried to. I guess yeah, now I should, now I have an excuse. Now we got two for two on vampires versus werewolves, so we're gonna make this All a right. good one next week. You know what? I make think sure. we should do it, but not like actual vampires versus werewolves, like in the, in the movie or like the movie Underworld. Like which are better in pop culture, which are better in movies, and yeah, we'll break it down. We'll aspect. break down the lore between them both, and then we'll break down whatever surrounds it, like uh, stories. Movies, books, Mac, whatever, comics, you know what I mean? Life longevity, because both of them are, have been said to live a long time. Yeah, but I think the most ancient would be the the uh, vampire. Vampire, yeah. I, I, is just like a I, I mean, depending on how far you go in the lore, I think that would be, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to find out. We'll find out next week we'll what the fuck is up with vamps and, so and lichens. My break room, ghouls and gals. Be sure to be here next week when we go head to head with the wolf and the bat. Blah, blah. Bring your fangs. Thank you, Count no. Chocula. That was great. Stinky. Right? Ooh, stinky, baby. Somebody had a lot of cereal on Saturday mornings. One, two, three times I did laugh. Ah. Ah, well, I thank you. And please, like I said, two days. Shout out to Bella Lugosi for that voice. <laughs> Guys, thanks for tuning in. Friday nights, talking junk. Saturday nights, the break room. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. But you can always catch us in the archives right there on the bottom. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Pods, Google Pod, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember, don't forget to put the pussy on the chain wax. All right? Not on the pedestal. Don't hold it too high. No, not too Pussy high. on the chain wax. It likes to be held low. That's Key and Peel. <laughs> I was watching Key and Peel. Oh, trust me. We'll <laughs> add some of that. Good night to you, too. Good night, Donna. Good night, Sunshine. Good night, Donna. Good night, Tambi. We love you. Good night, Nicole. Thank you for dropping by. Good night, everybody.
Don't Medical. forget to tell your friends about Next us. Week. That's right. All right. Before we before we go, this is this is very important, right? Okay. We have Dre left. He was like, "It's show. It's showtime's ending." Fuck this. <laughs> we are on various platforms, and we have various fans on each of these platforms. So it would be good for all you guys to radiate to all of those social media platforms that you have and add us on there. Like, share. It counts. Leave a five-star comment. Talk about money. That's like giving us money. Like, no bullshit. Sharing every time that you see us up there is like giving us money. Let your people know. You see us every week. You like what we put out. You like how we deliver it. Sometimes we could be a little corny, but you like it. Because it's real. There's a reason why you tune in. Whether you're early, late, or maybe just on time, you're here. Because we're here with you. It's, you may you may not think something so little as a five star review on all of your social media platforms would count, but it definitely counts. The shares count, the likes count, everything. So give us those likes, those shares, those comments. We're really looking forward to them. We love your feedback. Let us know everything you feeling. Blah blah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Fifth of 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 the